just do the subscribe. No Maybe do the rating. You know, it helps. Like, it's a lot of work for us to do this, like yeah. I talked on the last episode. It's a lot of fun. I love coming here. Oh, yeah. It's also a lot of work. Like, I drive like what about an hour to get here and back total and you're spending time letting me into your house and Mm -hmm. getting away from work and so like if you just hit subscribe like five star rating it makes it better for us it helps it helps it does it just helps man it does you're good at that stuff just saying how much it helps it does help Said, um, he said that craft beer in general is so popular, but people want to take them to like music festivals and stuff right. like that. And you, or you want to go to the lake or to the pool, but like you're not going to bring a bottle with you. Exactly. You don't want to take glass in those places. Yeah, because it always turns know. out bad when you do, and then yeah. you, I, someone steps in it. I'll step in it. <laughs> it's guaranteed that you'll step in it. <laughs> yeah. But that's the interesting point is so the Double Tree, where we do our Halloween ball, they will only serve bottles. They won't serve tall boys or cans because it's classier. Yeah. Really? Bottles are classier. So you think like yeah, craft beer, like, oh, it's very nice. Yeah, it's craft yeah. beer. We want a bottle. Yeah. I think that's flipping though. Yeah. Classy, glassy. I don't know, classy, man. Glassy. Sassy, classy, glassy. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Sliced foot. <laughs> Sliced foot IPA. That's all it means to me. <laughs> well, episode number 36 of the Cedar Rapids music scene powered by Surf Zombies IPA. Oh, yeah. That our guests brought. Cheers, yeah. everybody. Cheers. Oh yeah, it's been a it's been a long week since our last episode, yeah. and we're getting so much flack from that social media, th- yeah, lashing that we gave everybody on how right. to do social media. Yeah, that <laughs> yeah. we just recorded that an hour ago, so <laughs> we don't know what your response was. <laughs> well, I'm gonna need to take a good listen to that myself. Yo, you've already heard it. Yeah. Yes, you've already heard it. (laughs) Well, I am Mike Schulte of the Pork Tornadoes. As always, AJ Venz, Wolf Then Wears. Yes. I'll add your band back in. Friendly Fire on. Hey, okay, cool. We're good now. Everybody's all right. right. (laughs) My co-host. And we got a special guest today. We have Evan Stock. Yes. You've heard the name. Thank you for having me. He is the man. You know him. We've never met before, dude. No, that's crazy. It is kind of crazy. You know, because, I mean, like we moved up to Cedar Falls a few years ago, and right after the hub was gone. So so you moved after the hub. Like like Shit. weeks. Weeks. You in missed fact, it. in fact the hub was like one of the big reasons we went up there. Cause yeah. like our jazz <laughs> friends and a bunch of my friends were so stoked about it and like you gotta come up here and be a part of this. So but I know, you know, I've heard the lore. <sighs> So, okay, so wait a second. So if you don't know, Cedar Falls, I've talked about this a bunch. Cedar Falls had what I consider one of the best live music menus in the last 20 years in Iowa. It was called The Hub. Before that, it was called Fourth and Main, and the stage was in a little different area. But killer sound system, killer lights, owners who legitimately wanted to book good music, and, like, patrons that wanted to watch. They didn't care they're just like, oh, let's go to the hub and see who's yeah. playing tonight. Yeah, I missed that by like weeks. But did you play there though? No, I never even, even play there. I've never even been there. I hadn't been to it when it was the. Wait, hub. so you graduated? You said you graduated high school in 2011. 11, yeah, and then we moved up to Cedar Falls in like 
13. Okay, so like... Like September of 13. And like when it has to, had to have been just a few months before that or something. So let me ask you this, though. Like, did you did you or do you still play with uh, Brazilian Twins? I do not. I did. You did? I okay, did. I didn't know that That's at all. That's an interesting situation. That was such a good time. But uh, yeah, so I mean... Uh, well, I guess how it really started was I... I've got a home studio, and I've been doing running a home studio for a long time. In fact, that's an interesting topic. Recording too. studio, like, yeah. I've I've recorded some of the neatest bands, like you know, Trees Reach before. No shit. Their oh, wow. first recordings of live broadcast ever. Yeah. So when you, when you when you were hearing them, were you like, oh shit? Like oh, these, they, yeah, you knew it right them. away, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. So anyway, I went up there and um, well, I was recording. The Brazilian Twins. They come to me to record a song to do a video for this and that because I was like pretty much going to do it for free, you know. I was just hanging and I got to jam around with them for a while and they were like, they're such good dudes. When would that have been? Would that have been right after high school then or like? Well, it would know it have been 2000. This was 2015. Okay. Yeah. So really what happened was as Wagner came down with his illness, cancer. Yeah. yeah. And um, I had already kind of been like featuring in and doing stuff and nobody really knew what was going on. Next thing you know, the news broke, yeah. and TC, their manager, great dude, yeah. was just like, you know, like we're looking for someone to kind of step in and fill some of this because Wag's going to be out for a while. And like I had like gelled with those guys so much, and they loved what I was doing, and I loved what they were doing, so I just stepped in, and next thing you know, you know, we went on a couple tours. Nice. Played all over the place. I was with them for a while. The, if you don't know Brazilian Twins, they're called B-Twins yep. now. Yep. Uh, you got to look them up. They're, they're probably one of the most entertaining oh, groups <laughs> I've ever watched. They're so much They're, fun. they're really? too energetic. Yeah. Like When they play before <laughs> us, we're like, dude, oh, settle dude. down, And man. it's all the time. <laughs> on the stage, off the stage, all the time. You know, just hanging around with those guys was so much fun. And they're so funny. They're they're two twins from Brazil that uh, came over here like when they were younger, I believe. Or actually, not even that long. Not really. Yeah, they got they got. It was crazy how it went down. So they're they lived in the favelas, which is like the slums of Brazil. Their dad is a luthier, a stringed instrument Mm -hmm. luthier, and he builds upright basses, violins, (laughs) all these crazy things like by hand. And um, the boys, the, the his sons would. You know, be their testers. And so they test and that's all how they stuff. learned, right? That's kind of how they came up. They learned classical, all classical. Yeah. Wow. Next thing you know, they were doing stuff, kind of doing stuff together, going around, doing their thing, kind of like they're doing now. And someone at IPR, I believe, yeah, heard I about it. And really? then they, like, brought them over here, to, you know, to go to school oh, and wow. then to do whatever else they wanted did to do. Did they go to Jeez. you and I? Yeah, they did. Oh, so they did. Okay, because yeah. I do. I first met them when we used to play at the Hub. Uh-huh. We met them then. Uh, and then we've played, we just played with them last weekend. Yeah. Uh, we're playing with them a couple more times through the end of the year. They're, yeah. yeah, they're playing a Halloween ball and Cedar Rapids with us are opening for oh, us. So yeah, like, cool. they're just such good dude. And funny story, you know how they went to Alaska? Yeah. Dude, they, they played the Alaska State Fair. Okay, just recently. <laughs> they they signed up. They're full-time musicians, yeah, okay? Yeah, like yeah. They, oh, going yeah. they were getting on a plane today going somewhere. I don't even know where they're going. Yeah. But so they go over there full man with TC. And they played three times a day for 12 days straight at the Alaska State Fair. What? It's That's one of those things that sounds like you can't turn it down. It's, yeah. it's yeah. the Alaska State. Like, we got to go. Yeah. But they had just, so they got done. They flew back. They got in a car. They drove to Des Moines to play with us last Saturday. Shucks. They got out of the van and we're like, we're like, what's up, boys? How's Alaska? They're like, we do not talk about Alaska. <laughs> like, like they weren't talking to each other. Nobody was Dude, having it. It gets gnarly. Oh, no. we, went, we did a whole East Coast tour. And like ended up 
I think it ended up in, like, moved to New York City and then ended in Ithaca, New York, where we played at Ithaca College. And then from there, we, we were in a rented minivan, <laughs> and we rode all the way home in one shot. It was like, oh. I, was just, I, I mean, I was in the, what they called the gauntlet seat, the only seat in the very, very back. <laughs> so everything was built around me, and I'm just in there. I'm like, if I, we crash, I was, this I was having good. a great time, though. But, you know, it's like, yeah, TC, he gets it. At least then, he was the one that did all the driving. Kind of like our band. I do all the driving here, and I've done some crazy stuff like that too but like just straight shot. just go wow. here we go yeah coffee Iron let's move it. yeah Man. but it's so fun even just like the hotel life and just everything hanging out with those guys was that like your riot. first tour experience then um yeah probably like to that extent okay I would say we're we're weekend warriors the esb and then we'll talk more about that i'm sure yeah. but like we we've definitely done like some driving and you know stuff like that long days like week-long tours at a time stuff like that but that was the first long you know long drives between you know, each gig and things like that. So in, in case you don't know, I mean, I'm surprised if you don't know who Evan Stock is, but Evan Stock is the guitar player singer for the Evan Stock band. You've probably heard. Is that correct? That's correct. You go by ESB or yeah, Eric, that's whatever, what say, yeah. whatever you want to say, yeah. which I mean, I, I guess from my understanding, it's it's straight up fucking rock and roll yeah, with some right. blues yeah. influence, yeah, like right. just pretty raw. Are you still a trio or did so, you? Yeah, it's funny. We I saw a video of, of yeah. you with four people. So, was, you know, wait a minute. at the, at the heart of it all, we are, and that's how it all began. In fact, that's how I had played in all the music projects I've been a part of in my whole life, which has pretty much always just been like a trio. You're the guitar player singer yeah. and we'll get a drum and bass. Right? Sure. Exactly. Yeah. And then, yeah, but now recently, we did add another member who I had another project going on with another buddy and this other guy and that dissipated ended ended. So then I was like, I don't really want to stop playing with you. And he was such a close friend. Cause really ESB, we're just bringing homies. Yeah. Right. I mean, we live together. We hang out together every day, all the time. Like we, that's, that's well, you couldn't began. even come to the podcast without your drummer. Exactly. I mean, he's literally sitting here exactly. drinking beer, just <laughs> exactly. looking intently at us right yep. now. And he lives in my basement in the bat cave. <laughs> but, so how long have you guys been playing together? Oh, man. So it's really interesting, that situation. I mean, Drake and I have been playing together for, I mean, since 2010 or 11. There's such a there's such a comfort in that, though. Like when you find I think finding musicians other than being good at what you do, finding the right people to play with is one of the hardest things to do. I agree. And And when you find them, you fucking grab. It's crazy because, I mean, one thing that a lot of a lot of people know is that my guys now. So Drake and Steven. Yep we're kind of what I would call the original lineup, even though it's not technically original, but we're the, we're the guys. But anyway, when you got serious, that was, yeah. that was it. Well, so really what happened? And like when I moved up to Cedar Falls, I had a, my best friend from long ago when I met in middle school, Chris Jensen, he's a drummer. I don't know okay. if you've heard of him. He's, I know the name. Oh, he is very, There's too many good drummers good. around. I know man. it's true. I don't know if you feel that and way. He was in the jazz program <laughs> at UNI and he's a big reason I went up there because I wanted to be closer to him so we could yeah, yeah. keep moving along. He kind of was involved in a lot of stuff as a jazz guy, in-demand jazz oh, guy. Yeah. He was doing a lot of stuff. That kind of dissipated, so I had to switch back to just going with these guys. And now these guys, now, like I said, me, Steven, and Drake went to high school together at Xavier. And uh, when we Catholic met... Catholic boys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and when we met, these two had never touched an instrument in their life, never considered touching an instrument in their lives. We were just friends, okay? Yeah. And uh-huh. then when things went one way with Chris and things went one way with my other bass player... I kind of realized, I was like, you know what? Like, maybe it's these guys. Maybe I just need to start working with these guys. Because I've been we, playing we get drums. get along. That's the most important part. We, oh, friends. yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, you know, I've been playing bass and drums seriously for a long time. Oh, so you're, point. you're an all-around musician. Oh, yeah. Then. yeah. I mean, I, I've, and I, so I literally, eight hours a day, every day, started working with these guys. I mean, Drake started from 
nothing. He's left-handed. Hopeless. Completely He's left-handed. hopeless. He's left-handed. I mean, we, we got, I mean, it sounds kind of weird, but it's the truth. I mean, we worked and we worked. Are you, but you play cro- like traditional crossover style with Just your right hand on the hat? Yeah. But you're left-handed. Yeah. It's oh, like he started shit. with no idea at all. Now, Steven, Steven had a bit more of an inclination. Like he, you know, he, and I would say it's a little easier probably to pick up bass than drums if you're really going to try to get serious. That's that's because probably true. When you're right? really yeah. going to try to be a serious yeah. drummer to contribute to a project, that you got to have quite a bit of your T's crossed. You can just hit the root notes of a bass guitar you know, and it was just pretty easy fade to, into the It was pretty easy to set Steven off on a long tangent and get him going, and we would play the same one. we just jam for hours. Oh, totally. But, I mean, to the, where it's come from now is unbelievable. I mean, the way that they've – I mean, I would never have guessed that they – had you know no desire to learn anything from the start. I was just like, guys, you guys are the, you guys are it. You're my band. I've Let's been playing go. for a long time, and they knew that, and they loved that, and they thought it was cool. They supported. They it. came out to your shows and yeah, watched you play. Well, pretty much. I mean, it's interesting because really, when they when we got to that point with them is when we started doing shows. See, this is really all correct. This is all back through high school. Like we've been together for a long time. So did you play like the Xavier Talent Show and stuff? Oh, like yeah. that? Oh yeah. So we did. Yeah. It's funny. It's funny. Yeah. That too. Do you remember what was it called Galaxy? When yes, it's called Galaxy, which <laughs> is such a terrible know, like why? Star, get it the star. No, Galaxy, no. the so we did the battle of the bands, and now the yes. battle of the bands okay, would happen. So you actually had multiple bands to compete in a battle of the bands. Yeah, and it's That's funny. Fucked. It was really cool, and it was like all fully produced by the school, obviously. Cool. And now when I was a freshman, I had just got into the school, and like I'd been playing guitar for a long time, you know. And all the big wig seniors knew who I was. And they took me in, and they're like, we want you to be our lead guitar player for Battle of the Bands. So we can win the Battle of the Bands. Uh, you know, and we did it, and we played, oh, what did we play? We played, like, Dead by My Chemical Romance. No shit. Eagle Eyed Cherry, Save Tonight, and uh, Some 41 Fat Lip, I think, which is nothing I had ever heard in my life. I just wasn't, that wasn't really my vo- my vein of music at the time. But, you know, I practiced with them. We won that one as freshmen. Then they graduated. And so by sophomore year, I had my outfit together, and my groups actually ended up winning every year from then on out till I graduated. Wow. I'm going to tell Jeez. you something super fucked. Okay. This is super fucked. I had to just Do verify it. it real quick. <laughs> so you said that competing in the freshman year talent show, Battle of the Bands, you played Eagle Eye Cherry Save Tonight. Yeah. I also played Eagle Eye Cherry Save Tonight no. in the Battle of the Bands. <laughs> no. Oh, no. Yes. That song came out in 1997, <laughs> and I also played that song at the Xavier wow. Talent Show. But here's yes. here's where things are different. Awesome. I, I used to have a theory that, okay, so may, maybe this is different, because back when, so when I was starting to play music was like the 90s, and then when I started getting bands, it was like 96. Mm-hmm. To 2006 was kind of my original years, and like everybody around here played. Everybody had bands, but Xavier, nobody had a band. Nobody played in bands at Xavier, so yeah. there was no such thing as a battle of bands. That's really interesting. Our band just played the talent show. That's interesting. But but that's that's weird because my theory though is that now less and less kids are playing music. Yeah. Than than they used to. Yeah. So so that that's that's mind blowing for me to think that. That it was a cool thing. It was. I was to gonna say there must have been savior. a bit of a difference because at my yeah. time it was kind of a sport. In fact, there were some really interesting bands that kind of came would out that of that. Would that have been area. like uh, like Gabe uh, Helperstout? Yeah, Helperstout came out like, of Xavier. They, you know, they were they did a cool thing for a while. Yeah. Helperstout really, they were you know, kind of going. Whoa, wait, yeah. hold on a second. Something's and, going on and here. Who else? Okay, uh, now I might. I might be remembering this wrong because he might not have been a part of the talent show or the battle of the bands, but he was in my class and I knew him. But AJ Warden, 
down. Oh in, shit, yeah, yeah, dude. I played uh, and, I played drums on his studio album a couple yeah. years ago down heck at yeah. Flat Black. So he now I remember when he like he was a Xavier kid. Yeah, he was in my class, and I remember when you were talking. He's like, yeah, like I'm getting this guitar. It's pretty sweet. And I was like, what is it? He's like, it's a Gibson SG. And I'm just like, whoa, man, cool, that's pretty man. sweet. And that the next is. thing you know, he had it a couple weeks later. He's playing around. He's like, dude, that's freaking awesome. It's we yeah. were never like super close friends. We were good buddies or whatever. But you know, I it's really cool now to see that as things went on after high school, People, he kind of went out and did. He's his thing. still doing stuff, right? Oh, I think he lives time. in Iowa City. Maybe I think he's playing in uh, in Cedar Falls tomorrow. Nice, Sam. Yeah. Um, so then he used to play with like uh, Peter Kokanis. Was yes, he? And he in was class? in my grade too. Peter yes. Peter Kokanis has yes. the super. So Peter Kokanis's brother Adam yeah. was in my my original hardcore band, history, Brian Jones. But, yeah. but Peter Kokanis has the best quote. We, we keep track of mean tweets against the pork tornadoes. Like, we get a lot of mean things. Yeah. He has the best one. He didn't know that I saw it, but he said, and I quote, <laughs> he said, like, if you believe in the creative corridor and supporting arts and music in Cedar Rapids, you will not go to see the pork tornadoes. Like, uh, he said that, oh. and I was like, bro, that hurts, man. I know Jeez. you. He's like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> He's interesting. In he, fact, lately, yeah. I tried to find him on Facebook, and I can't find He always had kind of like a... Yeah, it, Adam was very the same way. Yeah. Like a little introverted more mm-hmm. than anything, but like great, great dudes. And Peter yeah. was a good drummer. He too. was. We yeah. were in drumline together for one year. Hell yeah! And then, and that year was actually the year we went on our band trip to Florida. Oh, nice. Me and Chris Jensen and him hung out a bunch the whole time. And yeah, he was awesome. I think actually, yeah. Peter Kakanis, he probably wouldn't remember this. This is hilarious, but he <laughs> saved my life in the ocean. The no first time shit. I, was there. I got pulled out in a riptide. Are you serious? My girlfriend at the time clung to me and used me as a, a buoy raft. I probably could have lasted for a few more minutes, but he's tall. And oh, I'm, yeah. I'm short. And he just walked out. Was like, and grabbed you. You're like, oh, I can stand? <laughs> Dude, I thought I was maybe going to die that day. When I got on the beach, I looked around. I was like, I hope no one else realizes so my when life you're get, When you're getting a Grammy, that's the first person you're going you're gonna to think. I, I wouldn't be here if so. it wasn't for Peter Kakanis. <laughs> so tell me, like, uh, we kind of touched on it a little bit, but tell me how... Um, like, how did you actually get involved with music? Did, with did music? you have a love for music to start off? It's interesting, actually, I would say, I guess. Well, my parents are not musical. My little brother is not musical. Um, you know, I've got some people in my other extended family that are. But anyways, it wasn't really influenced on me too heavily by the family in terms of having it in my genes. But I was interested in it. And my dad used to always, like, tell me about these bands and play some of these records and tapes and stuff from back in the day and when I was real young. And then, like, he used to blast, like, ACDC in the truck when it, on his way on our way. So he liked roll. music. He and just didn't like, play And I would, like, hold my ears. And then he would be like, what? You don't like loud rock and roll music? And I was like, I do. I do. Like, yes. And then so about the age of, like, six, I started fiddling around. He had a guitar in, his, in my grandma's house. It was my dad's parents' house, his old bedroom. There was this old silver tone, like, harmony guitar in there, like wow. a Sears model guitar anyway. I still have that guitar. But I used to fiddle around with it, try to figure it out. And my parents caught on, and they're super supportive, so they put me right into lessons. They saw that you mm-hmm. were had some skill, and, they, uh, and I don't even you know if it was it. skill, just the interest at that point. It yeah. must have been because I was young. I was like, six. you weren't a sports guy. Oh, okay, no, never yeah, been. So, so really. like, well, he's not going to be a sports guy, yeah, so he's got to be outdoor, creative. I'm an outdoor sportsman. <laughs> I do a lot of like that kind of sport. Do you remember what, what was that? Uh, Wet Hot American Summer. Yeah. Do you remember that? Did you, you guys ever seen that movie? Yeah. Where they go, they're like, well, what? Do, where do you keep the, it's the science guy, and he's trying to find out where the nerdy kids are. He's like, <laughs> he goes, where do you, um, 
We need to keep the indoor kids. Indoor indoor kids. Even it's yeah. funny enough though, you're an outdoor kid. Yeah. You just didn't do the sports, yeah. man. <laughs> like my dad says, when people at shows, my dad's like, Well, you must have taught him how to play guitar. What do you play? And he's like, I play the shotgun. That's what he plays. <laughs> Good talking to you. <laughs> yeah, you know. But uh, anyway. So I was in lessons young, six years old, and it was um, a guy named Jeff Bartlett. Guitar lessons by Jeff. He's still doing it in Is he in town? I recognize yeah. that name. And yeah. now he's he had been doing it for years before I started way back then and he's still doing it. He's such a great dude. So shout out to Jeff Bartlett. Do you still he's, keep in touch with him or see him every I've once in a while? I've seen him every now and then, yeah. He's come to a couple shows here and there. That's and, gotta be pretty cool for him to know that he oh, taught dude, you yeah. at age six and then he sees you playing. You know, he's done a lot. I think oh he's worked with a lot of people. Oh, yeah. A lot of people that I know too. And I mean he's a full time, like full time, over eight hours a day every day since way Fuck, back. That's he's, awesome. Yeah, he's doing a really it. good job, yeah. But uh, so I took lessons from him and did like you know book learning and learning how to read music and stuff like that, which I kind of didn't like, but I just kept doing it, kept doing it. I didn't like it at all, but kept doing it, kept doing it. I only had an acoustic guitar, right? So then when I was like, oh, I don't know, ten, I'd been doing it for a few years, and I was like, I want an electric guitar. I want to be louder. I need it, and it was Christmas time, <laughs> and I was like, I need it, please, mom and dad, I just please get it for me because at this point, for years, I had been playing this late 50s Sears short scale guitar oh, totally. at lessons and it was hard which could be a factor later in but you know yeah yeah. so Christmas comes around I sneak out of my bedroom Christmas night think I'm gonna go out and find like this sweet electric guitar and it's there was an acoustic guitar a new acoustic guitar which is cool it was great and it was great but you know there was a little bit in me I was just like oh please but it was it was a nice Fender acoustic guitar and it was great and I used it for another set of years and then finally I got into 6th grade and there was a jazz band at my middle school in Regis. Oh, yeah. And uh, I was like, I want to do jazz band. Because I had in my head, I was like, I know if I sign up for this, I have to I get an electric acoustic. I can't play acoustic. No. And I was like, this is the best trap, the best trap I've ever <laughs> had in my life. And it worked. It worked. Because my birthday was right around then, too. And my dad took me out. We looked for a while. And we ended up buying my first uh, electric guitar, which was a Fender and Mexican a strap combo from Craig like Erickson. That. Oh, yeah? At oh, wow, Music yeah. Loft. Oh, yeah. Nice. Shit. Music Loft. Jeez. Way back. Way back, yeah, and it was, and that was so cool, you know, and that's, so that was middle school, and now, that's when I met my friend Chris Jensen as well. Yeah, yeah. And, like, when I was in sixth grade, I could get down a little bit, I could play songs, you know, I was playing Zeppelin riffs and doing stuff, and when I met Chris, he's like, oh, I play drums, you should come over to my house, and I go over to his house. The dude just fucking yeah. shreds, and he's just he can, he's a huge Bonham fan at that wow. point too. So we're just all of a sudden oh, throwing down. This In is fact, awesome. his sister comes down. You might have I don't know, you know Callie Jensen. She sounds familiar. One in the early years of some kind, but she ran downstairs. She's like, "Where'd you find this kid? Like, what yeah. are you guys doing?" So we were, we did our it thing finally for a sounds while. Good. <laughs> yeah, we, we did that for a while, and you know I wrote a lot. I wrote a lot of music then. But at this point, I hadn't really done much for a band. And then that's when, like, you know, go through middle school. and I mean, we put some bands together, and we played at, like, the spring concert for our band. We played Stairway yeah. to Heaven in seventh grade. Oh, yeah. Did the solo and the whole standing ovation. Oh, we felt so cool. Of so awesome. <laughs> and then we did Hotel California the next year. And, oh, but yeah. But that was all just like, you know, hey, little. It wasn't, we weren't, like, you know, being a band. Yeah. Yet. Me and Chris were kind of there. Like, we were definitely there. And, but then you in high school. You knew what you came, wanted, yeah. but this was just. So that's when high school came. And, you know, me and Chris were still in school together and found some other guys that played bass and just kind of threw them in and did this and that. Played the, the, the Battle of the Bands and stuff, which was pretty cool. I mean, it worked out really good for us. But it was in uh, freshman year, was when I started um, Drumline. And that's when my drumming career kind of started. Because Chris Jensen was the snare player, was like the first center snare player for our drum line. Yeah. And I uh, auditioned to be a part of the snare line, and I actually made it. 
which was pretty sweet. And it ended up starting my whole drumming career. And, you know, I had to, next thing you know, I had weeks to learn how to, you know, learn an entire show's worth of music on a snare drum, a marching snare drum, while, let alone learning the forms on the field and stuff. But, Jesus. but Chris was very good. He was very into it. So he did a lot. He wrote everything. Seriously? Every, yeah, everything was really, really pretty high-level stuff for, you know, a freshman or high school drum line. But he was real strict, and we'd practice so hard. So, I, you know, it was a traditional grip, everything like that. And I had to, I had to learn all my stuff there, and that went really well. Because, like I said, that's kind of what started. I love playing the drums. I'm a huge freaking, I love drums. It's awesome. Oh, my right? gosh. I mean, it's just fun to yeah. beat the shit out of drums. Yeah. And so, like, that's <laughs> freshman year. You know, sophomore year, similar deal. Me and Chris put another band together for the Battle of the Bands and doing drumline still. And then junior year comes around, and I meet Drake and Steven. Yeah. And we're just buds, right? We're just hanging out all yeah. the time. You know, like, I met him the first time we were walking out, and he had this sweet truck. It was like a, it was a suburban <laughs> with a dual exhaust and it just yeah, sick. I was like, like yeah. had rims on it. And I was like, dude, this is your truck. Can I, can ride I drive it? it? <laughs> uh, no, no. I was like, can I drive it? And from that day, I always drive everything. But like, we just freaking. And so I was like, I had this, I had a Guitar Center Battle of the Blues. What happened way back in the day? Oh shit! Oh, yeah. like, yeah. they, they still do the drum guys. offs, but they did like a, a guitar those, battle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's and I did right. that, and I was like, Drake, could you bring your truck and we could put my amp in there? And like, <laughs> and that kind of started up, and Drake started to kind of roadie for us and now that also brings me right around the same time we used to come down to swisher a lot because we roadied for um black diamond at um dance more what's black oh, diamond wow. they were like a huge country band yeah. like, I mean, but from not from around here yeah. though right How mark, do I not know that mark name? rest in peace who just passed away not too long ago mark. lived a block from here Oh, really? Mark. South. Mark, I wish I could. Uh, Vendella? Oh, okay. Is that it? Oh, shoot. I know Riley Vendella. No, I, I was thinking of a different Mark. Yeah, he was older, older guy. Yeah. Long hair, but he played like a huge old double kick pearl <laughs> hit. <laughs> he but needed they were roadies. so cool. So we did like some roadying stuff, but. So that, that got you into the, like, that, that took you into the, like, look, like, you like can actually doing check stuff. this out. Yeah. You can do this. Yeah. You can travel. Yeah. Because, like, when I was at this age, I was still under 18 at this point, and, like, my uncles and stuff were like, hey, my dad's name is Dave. They're like, hey, Dave, you should let Evan come and sit in at this bar and this and that. My dad was right. like, I don't know. He's, I don't know if he should be going to bars and stuff, blah, blah, which shortly changed, luckily, after <laughs> that. But, but so I didn't really get that vibe, and you know, until a little bit later. But then I started, you know, Chris, Chris and I kind of – Saw some issues in terms of keeping things together enough to get, get gigging and things, and it was kind of hard to find a bass player that was going to stay consistent. So that's when I decided I was going to start teaching these boys. So you know that had to have been like 2000, you know, 10 ish before we graduated. We had this studio space down on First Avenue, right across from the Cell Center, where the old Skywalk used to go over. Oh Jesus! So it, right now it's the. Uh, high property management Coventry yeah. Gardens. It was the second floor there, Seriously? right on the other side of the skywalk. That's where you guys lived, or well, that's where well. you. I mean, we were supposed to live there. Well, let's, <laughs> yes, let's, some yeah. there were there were a few bouts where some of us lived there, but like I mean, we would be in the studio and right, we shared a wall with the skywalk, so yeah. all day long. Just constant foot traffic, and we're in there just like blast. Oh, God, we'd yeah. go down to the basement and like smoke up, and then come up and just freaking blast. <laughs> we'd smoke cigs and shit in there too. Like we it didn't just give didn't a shit. matter. People are just walking by all the time, and this is when I'm teaching them how to play. You know, like we right. would just do like spacey Pink Floyd jams for like hours, and they would like play, and I would just like solo and stuff, and they'd kind of just get the idea. You're like, okay, we just got to keep on trucking. Keep on trucking. So, so you're you're more of a classic. Like you can read music, and you know, do you know like the theory behind it? I mean, at least basic theory. Behind Basically, it. yeah. And like back in the day, I did a lot. But see, that's funny because like as as things went on with my guitar teacher, he never really taught me 
how to play solos or how to do too much leads. We learned some solos. We learned some things. But, like, there came a point in my lessons where Jeff was like, you know, Mom, Dad, Evan, like, you're done. You know, I, can't, I don't, I don't want to take your money as, anymore. Yeah. I think you can do anything you need to do. You can go from here and do it. And so I was like, okay. So I got a bass and started taking bass lessons for two years. And, and like, then same thing. You just, you just didn't take it to the next level on any of the, You just learned a bunch yeah, of it as it, well as you could. But, the, then, but like, the, 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 the like the heart and soul of what ESB is in terms of like a guitar driven band, heavy guitar driven band really did kind of just come from myself. Like, I mean, everything I learned in the classical learning stuff, I think plays a gigantic role in that, you know, but it's just, I got to a point where all of a sudden I kind of knew what I wanted to hear and I started playing it. But theory, I don't know. I mean, I know some, you theory. know why, you know why it works. You just don't know how, yeah. right? That's kind of how I, you am. know, I met some jazz cats up in Cedar Falls early on who were awesome yeah. and so cool. And like, they would try so hard to <laughs> tell like, me no, like man. the circle of fifths and like all the things. They'd be just like, you, you got to, but I always kind of blocked it out because I don't really want. You to don't want to cloud it up a little bit. You know, people say, you know, people have that conversation. It's like, oh, if you know too much, does it get in your way and this and that? But I just feel like. But it, it's working. Like and yeah. it's you guys, especially with these two, mm-hmm. basically just learning how to play without really knowing. Like you, you don't, you can't read notes or anything, right? Yeah. So, so you've almost got this free flowing, yeah. just like, ah, this is just what it is. Yeah. And then. Which there's something to that. There is. And really, though, is like even since long before I had bands, I'd been writing profusely totally. in my bedroom and stuff and doing all this stuff. So, like, I would write every part. Even to this day, I write every drum part, I write every bass part. And I sit down on the drums with Al or Drake and I say, check this out. And then I get, I'm like, Steven, you're doing this. And they do it. And then I do my parts. Or at least this is close. Like, do yeah. something similar to yeah, this. Pretty close. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. I mean, there's definitely times where they, no, it's play a little it. different. You know, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, but a lot of times it's tough stuff. It's stuff that, like, I write on my own. It's tougher. And, like, me and Drake might have to spend some time on it to right. get him in feeling it. And then once he's feeling it, he's like, oh, heck, yeah, I love it. And he's doing it. And now next thing you know, we're doing it. You know, that's kind of another reason why we, way back in the day, we chose the name Evan Stock Band, which was kind of on, that was, like, pushed onto us a little bit by our producer at the time or this guy. Oh, who that kinda, was quotations, everybody. Yeah, yeah you yeah, know. Producer. quotes. You know, he was a guy who, he, he was a good guy. He, like, kind of oversaw some of our stuff. He provided us with that practice space and stuff. Well, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, you know, and, and he kind of had a point. At that point, I was under 18, and it's like we were doing similar stuff. He's like, you know, you're, like, a young guy, so it's like, get you know, brand yourself, you yeah. know. I was going to ask you, like, so so what's it like to uh, have the band named after you? Like, <laughs> I hate I mean, it. I hate it. Would you ever change it, or is oh, it too absolutely. late? We've been talking. We've been talking for the last few months, and just we're like, you know, we're not opposed. We kind of get why it's okay, because I'm the manager, and I I write the songs, and I, I'm, I'm when I manage, I mean, like, I'm sending these guys texts every day. Like, I'm on their asses about everything. Dress code, time to show <sighs> up, what we're going to wear, where it's going to be, the time, all the stuff. Like, I just organize it, and I spew it onto them and they can kind of just show up and hang out and we just hang out, you know, but no, we've thought about it. Well, we've been th- pl- th- playing with names. The thing though, man, like if you think of all the, the bands out there that are named after someone in the band, like mm-hmm. that's very important. I mean, like mm-hmm. it's probably sucks for that part, like Dave Matthews band, like it probably sucks yeah. for Dave Matthews, like whatever. But like, that's how you know it. Yeah. And that it almost is not the way I, I, when I look at, think of Dave Matthews band, I don't anymore think of Dave Matthews. I yeah. just think that this is the name of the band. That's kind of how I'm starting yeah. to feel with ours. And, and you've built, yeah. you've, you've done so much work to build something yeah. that I, I'm, I, I hate the idea of changing names. Yeah. It's L- tough. It's scary. Like, thought. That's a scary thought. And there have been bands. There was a band. Uh, we saw a band called, uh, Oh man. I, all I remember is their new name now. Uh, but they were called, they were called something and we really loved them. 
and then they changed their name and they just went away. Yeah. Like their name changed and then it just yeah. they disappeared because be nobody could find them. And yeah. you know, there's also yeah. Facebook horror stories too, oh, where if, if Facebook page is one of your big spots, which I'm sh- a lot of most of us it is. Yeah. Um, that's kind of tough, especially if I'm pretty sure like if you have X amount of followers and stuff, it makes it even tougher, and you have to go through like a process and then they're like oh you can't use that and then like some people try to add the or band or something yeah. to try to make it go through but it's like you can really kind of lose some stuff you know if you, you might have to just stick with it man i know i, I know i and, you know but we're also thinking about maybe you know like like a side project of well sorts? that or like evan stock and okay see so the, that makes a little that yeah, makes a little in sure the, yeah jesse and yeah. the rippers like yeah. from full house you know, know? <laughs> because I can't argue with the fact that, like, I do, like, I mean, when we started this band, it, it was interesting because, I mean, I mean, like like I said before, taking these guys in and it's just like, all right, we're doing this. Like, you know, here we are. You Dude, know. but you, made, you just made a really good point that I want to go back to. You just said that um, that there's this th- thought that goes into shows, right? There's like, we're going to wear this. This is what time we need to be there. Oh, yeah. We need to be professional. We need oh, to yeah. do this. Um, I think that's really important because, you know, you guys got long hair, you're rockers, like, you know, give a shit, rock and roll. Mm-hmm. You portray that attitude, which is important to yeah. pr- portray that rock yeah. and roll lifestyle attitude. Mm-hmm. However, behind the scenes, there are all these things that we have to do to prepare. We're oh, practicing. Yeah. We need to be there at this time. Oh, there's yeah. there's no substitute for professionalism and making sure that your shit's good yep. and then portraying whatever... Yeah. Stage or you want to portray. And I love or whatever. to hear you talk about that, just because I I vibe with that so hard. You and like, have to. I think these guys get a little sick of me. A lot. No, dude. Like, well, and and as you progress, like I've talked about this before, like mm-hmm. where the Portis have gone, we've been able to delegate. Mm-hmm. Like, because I know you or me, you're like, I have full control over yeah. this. I yeah. want, but like, you'll get to a point where you have to delegate yeah. stuff. That's true. And one of the greatest things that's ever happened to us is Jerry. Uh, he's our advancer. Mm-hmm. So like his strict role in the band is to call ahead, find out what time we need to be there, make sure the power is good. What kind of Hell stage yeah. are we going to have? And then he puts it into a Google calendar that we all read. Yep. Like, so I, there's none of these, Hey, what time are we going to be there? Yep. It's the, I have all the information I need weeks before the show. Yep. That's and, cool. Yeah, dude. So you might like, as you guys evolve, you might get to that point I where I was going to say, we, it took us like a while to get all of our Google calendars to <laughs> yes. link up. Oh, oh my God. Once it does. How do you live in the back? Like, I mean, my girlfriend recently was like, I'd like to, to, to link up with Google. I ran away. I was like, uh, I no, do no, not, no, 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 I no. cannot even start. I don't <laughs> even have a, the first clue, but that's because we do, we have it all linked up now. So that was really, that's a really cool idea to put it all there Well, and check this out. So I'll show it to you and I'll, maybe I'll share a screenshot. Uh, but like, so I clicked on the, this upcoming Saturday and you look in here and it's got, look, it's, look, it's yes, got every that was little how the Brazilian load in sound check. Yes, like, look and, and it's very important to like, at this point, we do that on Facebook Messenger group, and that's great. It's however it works for yeah, you. It's great. Yeah. The, the number one point I was getting at is that you do that. Mm-hmm. This is not a fucking ah whatever. Like, yeah, because yeah. you, you, oh. you take pride in your work, yeah. and you know that if you do a good job, you'll continue to gain more fans, continue to get more money for mm-hmm. your gigs. Yeah. Um, is this is this a full time gig for you guys? Um, not really. Like we all work. We yeah, all, we all have day jobs. So, um, but you know, we're playing. We're like we're kind of like weekend warriors. You know. I mean, we, we definitely, so I'd, I'd definitely categorize us as a original band, but we do play covers. And, so, um, so if you're playing a, let's say you're playing a three hour show, say you're playing three sixties yep. at Cedar River Landing, uh-huh. whatever, what percentage is covers? What percentage is originals? 
oh, probably 20% covers. If really? Less. Yeah. So you got that many originals? Oh, tons. Fuck yeah. And we also do a lot of just jam. Just whatever. But like that okay. is, a, I mean, I know how that goes. I, know, I definitely know how that goes. Sometimes it's super obvious, but a lot of the times, I don't know. Like in the same way that I like to be really organized off the stage, I'm really organized on the stage. Like if we're going to start a jam song, it's not going to sound like a jam song. It's no, gonna, it's going to have a. We've probably whole done this kind of before. Yeah, or I just shout. I mean, I'll shout what, the change. I'll, I'll yeah. turn around and I'll say, "Oh, oh fuck like, yeah!" Get down. I mean, we'll just shout, and I'll tell Stephen D, and he'll be on that D when I hit <laughs> yeah. that D. And then when he hits yeah. that D, I'll sing a little bit A. And he's going to hit that A, and then we go back into the verse, and then he knows the, the chorus it. is going to be DNA. So by the end of the song. DNA. It's a new song. In fact, some of <laughs> DNA, some DNA. of our some of our songs were just were written that way, you know. But but no, we do have a ton of originals. I mean, like I, you know, we've been playing together for like going on ten years now, and it all started with just writing and writing and writing. In fact, as the years gone on and we've done more gigging, the writing had kind of slowed down a little bit until recently. We just we were just down in Took Nashville. Took some time off. Tracked a new album. Nice, really. Yeah. Cool. That's When's a, that going to come out? Well, you know what? Just last night, I was out there tracking vocals at the... So we tracked in Nashville at Welcome to 1979, all into 24-track um, tape. Really? It was oh, amazing. Wow. It was amazing with all was that two-inch tape, or was that four one? Inch. Oh, my what? God. No, it was no joke. This was no joke. It was so So I bet cool. it sounds so fucking oh, it warm. Sounds so and cool. So in three days, we tracked the whole album, except for vocals. And um, so in my... Buddy, now you you might know this guy too. He's he lived with me for two years. He's been a close friend of us for a long time. Seth Luloff, he's oh, the drummer duh. of Holy Whitehouse. He's White a sick oh, fucking he's drummer. One of our best. He's my best friend. And we friggin' went down with him. He lived in Nashville. He he huh? does or he because he, he was. Back. He's, he's back now. Back. Yeah. Yep. Because so he he's been working Nashville. at. Um, Chandler. That's where yes. that's where we're doing our vocals. Dude, yeah. what a cool studio oh, there boy. too. And I've spent a lot of time there in the past too, just working with Seth on various projects and going up because we're we're buds. We used to we live together. We just jam around and well. You know, so you're like Melina and Amelia, like yeah. I'm dating Amelia. That's that's what it was. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So so we, like, we used to kind of know I those know. girls. I talked to yeah. Amelia about about this in the last week or so because I'm come down and they're like yeah. And I've heard about how they knew you guys too and all a lot of them a lot of them. Yeah. That was just the Cedar Falls. Yeah. Like it was such a scene. Yeah. In Cedar Falls, like everybody worked together. It didn't matter what you yep. did. If you played covers, originals, everybody worked together so up cool. there. Yeah. It's so cool. It's, a, it's really refreshing. And I feel like it's kind of area, disappeared too. in Cedar Falls, though. There's I can't really disagree. Yeah. There's not much going on yeah. up there, right? Like, it's just the octopus. This, yeah. Yeah. That's it. And that, you know, that's great. That's definitely an awesome great. place. Yeah. But then there are still some of the same old bands kicking around doing great stuff. Yeah. You know? I mean, in fact, you know, last night when we were out tracking at Chandler, um, the uh, Seth was going to be working on a new Twins album coming out. Soon. Oh shit, yeah. That's pretty cool. Sounds yeah. really good. And, oh, there's there's some new bands like Ben Rendell. That's something to look out for. Okay, I've heard that name. Yeah, he, he plays piano and he's just like friggin' amazing. <laughs> what but are you he doing? put to, he put a band together. I mean, if he used to just do solo piano stuff, and next thing you know, he's just got his band Full now. Band. Just like, and now it's a whole nother level, oh, yeah, right? Cuz yeah. you could have you probably could have kept to yourself and played solo acoustic or like yeah. you could have, but it's a whole different experience once you added the full band, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And we just like since the start of our group, I mean, we've really liked loud like the oh, loud hell yeah. shiz shit. So what's your take, man? I know you, I know you've been a part of this group for a little bit. You probably listen to some of the podcasts. Like what's your take on the whole covers versus originals thing? I mean, you, you do them both. Yeah. I think you're respected. It's a weird line that like you mostly do originals, but when you throw covers in, it's like, Hey, that's cool. Do that cover. But if it's like a cover band that throws some originals in, that's kind of weird. Yeah. I mean, what's your whole take on that? That's an interesting way to look at it, I suppose. And the way I kind of seen it is, uh, well, like, 
So a lot of the things that I hear on the in the scene and stuff, I agree with like everything. Yeah. And, but like I've, um, I also am guilty of a lot of it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And that's just the truth. Um, but like, you're uh, honest about it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Totally. But like, so in that being said, like when we really got started gigging, it would be four hours, uh, four hours at a time yeah. at this bar, and then the next week it'd be four hours at that bar, and you know, all in the same town, in Cedar Rapids or whatever. And um, so like. As for four hours, I just feel like, you know, it's, you, we used to kind of do it where we'd play all originals for four hours. Maybe like, you know, when we first started the Hendrix stuff, it's kind of a given because like we kind of have that vibe and I like to play Hendrix style stuff as it is and it's fun. So we like do some Hendrixy stuff and maybe a Stones cover, but then the whole rest of the time is just whatever we're doing. Oh yeah. But like in terms of how it might take on it, I think it's, I think it's awesome to see these cover bands doing like so good and having such a good time and being so professional. And I look forward to every opportunity that I can to share the stage with those bands. And I know that maybe sometimes that doesn't like really work sometimes, but like, I think it's only positive for the scene as a whole. And I mean, in terms of cover bands, you know, and playing originals, I guess that's an interesting concept that it is a little bit strange, I guess, if you're seeing a cover band and they play originals, but I would be into it. Yeah. I just think it's 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 just so weird because like what you know like writing original music is is that's that's the best thing like all the bands that I love you know like my favorite music in the world are they write music and mm-hmm. original music so like on one side of the thing it's like cover bands just a cop out like it's a guaranteed more money guaranteed bigger bigger crowds like you don't have to put any effort into it I've seen some of the worst bands I've ever seen in my life are cover bands yeah and people are just like I love you you're so good just because they're playing songs that people know yeah so on one hand I dude I was there I fucking hated cover bands I get it but on the other hand like I heard we talked about that once somebody somebody said that the the beauty of cover bands is they're just they're keeping that music alive oh yeah like a Prince and a Hendrix like you covering Hendrix is actually keeping that music alive as we continue to move forward. So it's like, I don't know. I I like to see, I like to see guys like you that, that aren't afraid to throw in covers. And you know, like the further you go along, like maybe you just might get to a point where like, fuck it. Like I just, I just want to play covers or whatever. You might get that way. And then that, so it's funny because we practice twice a week um, and with each of our drummers. So we have two drummers. So like, well, like, to like alternate. We never really got thing? to that yeah. part. With our fourth member is a. Was tambourine. he the guy playing the tambourine? Yeah, okay, but I they switch like, off. So okay. it's, like, it's him most of the time. He does like a beer chug feature, and he'll slam a beer and <laughs> yes. blow an air horn and shit. Yeah. But they just they switch <laughs> off. So like when we play, I'll look back and be like, all right, switch, all right, switch. And we have songs that they no do shit. and songs the other guy does. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And now you've got a fourth pair of hands too, exactly. right? For shit, and yeah, he's great. Yeah, it's awesome. That's another reason I want him to be around so much because he's ready to be involved. But anyway, um, um, what was I getting at? Uh, yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> damn it, AJ, where are you? No, I'm sorry, I knew I shouldn't have jumped back <laughs> in a tangent. No, you said, uh, I don't even remember, you'll, you'll come to you. No, it will. Uh, what, what I want to ask you though, um, so like you generally play like an older, an older style of music, you're playing yeah. like the yes, uh, yeah, totally. yeah, right, yeah, you're young and that's guys. how I was influenced. Is I really have no, uh, I guess I shouldn't say I have no interest, but like even growing up my whole life, I've just listened <coughs> to 60s, 70s stuff. Just because it was, it's, I just love it so much, and I'm I'm like a, I'm a huge fan of like the production too, and I just love the way it sounds and the way everything sounds. You know, it's like I don't listen to a whole lot of new music. That's that's what I was going to ask you. Like, so are you? Do you not have much modern influence at all not in your really, music? Not really? really at all. 
Like I'm a total in in terms of modern music and like even like like TV and like movies and stuff. Like if you guys talk about a whole bunch of movies, I'm just gonna be like, yeah, I don't, I, I don't I'm, know what you're talking about. I have about. a whole lifetime left to watch these movies that I have a whole list that I That's I have to true. hit because I'm like super underversed <laughs> and I feel kind of shitty about that sometimes but it's true. I, I don't think so though because really you're just um, again you're we, whether you're writing it or whether you're covering it you're prolonging yeah. this this era of music that that still people hold very dear because I, I think so. you've got a pretty like pretty ravenous follow anybody that's seen you play is like fuck this guy like this guy's awesome There's some great people around us yeah we really enjoy it and it's so cool to see people who will come out to all of our shows and follow us around and you know, I mean, I'm not saying it's definitely not like a giant, you know, overwhelming crowd, that's for sure. But we have a great time. And uh, honestly, especially starting out, some of our biggest followers were bar owners and like bartenders who were totally. like, you know, when we were really getting started and no one was around, you know, we'd be doing our thing still all You're night. Playing but, like, to them. <laughs> but the bars are just like, we love it. Like, we'll book you back again, which is weird because Dude, it's no. like. No, we've talked about that so many times uh, that if you're, if you're a band and you're going into a bar and you're not treating the staff good, and you're not like providing something that they like yeah. or, or making sure that you're like tip your bartenders, like, Oh, they're working so hard for you. If you're not doing that, yeah. they're the first people that are going to be like, don't book that band. Totally. again. Totally. That, that's how the hub was, man. Uh, Mason's wife, Kathy used to bartender there okay. and she would just be like, yep. Or nope yep. to the owner. And the owner oh, would be wow. like, cool. Nice. Wow. I mean, like if you go up and like, there are bands that would come up and just be like, yeah. fucking give me whatever I want, whenever I want. I'm just going to go down the bar and get what I want. Yeah. And she's like, nah, you're not coming back yeah. again. That's you know, like that's huge. <laughs> I did remember what I was yes. going to say. So we practice we'll twice this. a week. Yeah. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> we, pra- we practice twice a week with each drummer, uh, one at work the next day. So one of the drummer at a time. And for the last, um, two months, we've been only practicing covers. Um, we, cause we just did this album we just recorded our album. So like, we're pretty stocked up on our new material at the moment. So yeah, we've, we've been just, I, we all just get lists from every guy who, what songs they want to do. And then we just start going down the list. So like, yeah, covers is, we're definitely well, starting to bring them around. So, more. okay. So I, I've got a theory. Um, so, okay. So we, we've run into some YouTube, like getting some views on YouTube and, and some subscribers and stuff like that. And they're, they find us because of the cover, but then they're like, oh, yeah, should we have one of those? Yeah, AJ, you want to have one, bud? You give me a Hocktoberfest. Uh, oh, Hocktoberfest? Hocktoberfest. Where do I do that at? Oh, uh, that one. Where? Is it that oh, there's none in there, man. I only have two. Oh, dang. Damn. Right. Well, you got any in your bad. freezer? I might have something in the fridge. Are you sure? Uh, they're no. here. You guys go ahead. All right. Right in the middle of what I was going to say. Uh, anyway, what I was saying... <laughs> So, so they, their first, qu- their first thing they say is they're like, I found you because of this cover and this is one of my favorite songs in the world and you do a good job of it. So their second question is where can I find your original stuff? Ah, which we don't have. Interesting. And that, and that's, that's, okay. I mean, we've made that choice. We, we just, we've all been in original yeah. bands. We don't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. This is what we do. Um, so I, I have this theory that anybody like you that writes original music should actually fully embrace the covers and should make videos and recordings of covers because that's how you're going to get found in today's society. I see that. And so then once they find you, then you go check it out. You love Hendrix, right? You're going to fucking love our new album. Um, So like, and, and even beyond that, even beyond that worldwide recognition that the internet offers, like, you could you could play Uptown Friday Nights and you can play these yeah. traditionally cover oriented events yeah just strictly to get your name out there that's a good point 
Like, really? I, are you, are you and, and I mean this in no dis- disrespect, are you, like, snobby to say, well, fuck, I'm not going to play, I'm not going to play a full set of covers. Oh, no. Yeah, right? Like, oh, no. And that's why I appreciate you, because there are some people that would be like, no, like, let's say, let's say Uptown Friday Night said, you're, you're a great band, you're a great name, people like you, I want you to play Uptown Friday Nights for 2,000 people, we're going to pay you 1,000 bucks, mm-hmm. 1,500 bucks, but no original music. Mm-hmm. There are some people that would say, no, fuck that. Yeah, we would do that. But you should, and you should, yeah. you should say yes it's funny because we actually have a gig coming up um at prairie meadows out in des moines oh, yeah altuna right yep and it's a four-hour one and um when they first booked us they were kind of asking they're like you know like can you send us like a set list you know of what it'll be and yep. i was like i was like well or let's see how did i say i was like you know i was like you knew what they were getting at. i knew what they were getting at and i wasn't gonna just be i definitely wasn't gonna say no we don't do that that wasn't my point what i was gonna be like i was gonna be like we're gonna play Classics, Classic, and yep. originals. So I told yeah. them both, and they knew they knew that we were most an original band. But see, that's why not, we're kind of like boosting up our cover game, so that when we show up to Prairie Meadows, we can start off with a Beatles totally. cover, get everybody's attention, rock through a few whatever, some Stones, some Hendrix. Then come in the middle of the set, then, yeah. hit those originals. And the next thing you know, hey, we got a new album coming out, and this is one of our favorites off that. So because that's another thing is like we have a like. You know, like especially for original bands, you know, especially if you're an original band who plays four hours, you know, you're gonna have certain stuff that you you favor a little bit more, like stuff you like maybe you want to promote it, you know, you you want to get this out there, you just maybe just like the song. More, we just you know? made a video of this or whatever. Sure. Yeah. So like if we were to play one hour, you know, we'd pick our favorite covers to play, and then we'd pick which originals we'd want to play, you know. So we can kind of like feather them in at a good time, you know. Like if we just got done playing like a Rip and Hendrix cover, you know, we'll throw in our. Sasquatch or something where Drake chugs a beer. <laughs> that would be awesome. Yeah. I'll go to Prairie Meadows for that. It's pretty cool. Uh, it's you're pretty you're very versatile at this point, man, and I think it's cool that you're embracing that. Yeah, it's, because you can you can go anywhere and play music that people will be like, cool. Yeah. If this is all original festival, like hit them with the originals. If this yep. is a money making, like like uh, Elizabeth von Presley is a good example. Yeah. And she's very upfront about this. She says, you know, I do the cover game. I throw in a couple of my she originals and she does. She, kills she does it. the cover game, throws in f- a few originals. That's her moneymaker. That funds yeah. her to then go on a tour. That's not going to necessarily make any money, but yeah. strictly paying playing originals. Totally. Fucking John Mayer did that, man. Yeah. John Mayer would write your body is a wonderland and all these self, like he says it, he's like, I hate that song. It's terrible. <laughs> but guess what it did? It literally funded him to then, become super famous and have the money to now start a blues trio or to come out with continuum that album right yeah. you know, like like you, you don't have to like you can do what you want yeah man. like the, if you want to make money ultimately this is about two things it's about doing something you love but also like it costs money to it do does. this yeah it like, does. and we want to make it interesting point too because i was gonna i was kind of thinking about how we'd talk about that aspect as well because you know, like I could just be like, I could just say like, we don't like, we're not doing it for the money, you know, but like, when, you, you, like you have full-time jobs. You're not doing it for true, the money, true. but, but like when we, cause like when we first started at Drake's parents' basement, you know, loading up the Volkswagen Vanagon <laughs> we had, 
to go out and play. Like, dude, we were not, we didn't have to get paid. We'd pay to do it. I mean, I know that's stupid because it's like shooting yourself in the foot. But as a young band, it was no. just like, we like did, we like fed it's off the emotion of, that vibe. of the finally I mean, like, playing show. You know, Everybody was that way. Exactly. Well, I hope so because I yeah. wonder if some bands might, you know, like when I see, you know, maybe someone starts a band and they're like looking for members, you meet someone new, yeah. or you get people that you're not like way close with. It's like, I wonder how that might go. You know, I'm sure it's a good time. I'm sure it's yeah. a great time. You could do, you know, everything. But it's like, there's something really special when you're just like, you know, man, you know, you're just so excited to just do it. You're excited to load the friggin' van. You know, you're excited to pull out your guitar and you're just excited to it's play. It's just fun. You know? And it you're is. young. And, and we've talked about this so many times, yeah. but I, I will always reiterate this. This came up. Uh, this this was an original thought of mine live on a podcast with AJ and Sean. They used to do the Wolfpack Productions podcast, but it yeah. stuck with me. It just kind of happened. It's like there there are three levels to music. And the, and the first one that everybody wants to achieve is just that moment on stage. Yeah, You and your dudes in a room or on a stage like going, Fuck We're exactly. like Oh my exactly. god Like we are in You just taught these dudes How to play drums and bass And now they're killing it It's incredible And there's Such that moment cool and, and, and most bands Will get to that And that alone And that is so fulfilling Yeah um, From there If you're continuing to go And you're hitting that moment a lot Like what's the next moment Is for more people To yeah. come out yeah. And to see what you love And we've got a, like A laundry list of things That we need to do differently That's for sure I mean It's, it's a little rough Because you know, as friends and I like, you know, we just hang out and we do stuff like, you know, I, I, we enjoy a lot of other hobbies as well. Yeah. You know, like I said, like hunting it's not and everything and you do, like right? Working on cars and on motorcycles and dirt bikes. We go off roading and shit like that. And like, we actually like to do shit, you know, but at the same time, it's like, you know, you want to get together and you want to friggin', you want to friggin' rock, you know, it's, I don't know. It's, well, and then, but then you want people to appreciate it. But you, you want people to watch you want right? to get together. You want to rock, but it's like, you don't want to get together and talk about, how to benefit our online presence. It's like, I find a lot of that falling onto my shoulders. Right. And like, I've tried and tried and these guys will it's say important. it too. It's so important. And like, but you don't want to talk about it <laughs> because we'd rather freaking go do whatever. Yeah. But it's like, we talk and I try and I try and I like, it ends up, it ends up kind of falling back onto my shoulders and I don't do a good enough job. I need to like, I mean, I'd learn a lot by listening to the rest of your guys' podcasts and everything too. And just the way you guys talk about it is very, very, positive influence on anyone who's looking to better right. their game. Right. Do better. You know what I'm saying? It's it's the next step. Once yeah. you've got your product, and you it's have kind to of promote it. Like I've been in groups with other people before who were like like one guy was like really motivated to do that kind of stuff and like he would do it and I would like follow along. I'd also be stoked, but it's like shit, you know, I gotta be that guy. Yeah. You know, like if one one of my guys was working friggin' until 2 a.m. every day. The other one's working all day long. The other one's working all day long. And I, I'm the one who actually has the most free time, too. Of course, yeah. But I just need to, yeah, we got to kind of get ourselves back into the swing of getting some seriously good content out. Well, and and, and put, put invest in that, dude. Yeah. Like, don't, don't let that fall on your shoulders. Like, we just did the show at the Colonels, and we specifically knew we were going to be busy during the show. We paid someone to go, this is what we want. This is what it's going to cost. Record audio record video from this many cameras edit us three songs give it to yeah. us and and it's it's so worth it man yeah i need to i need to reconnect with some of my resources who i know would be capable there's of some that. great talent around here yeah. that would totally do that yeah but we know it's like another thing is we play there is there really yeah. is we play for such a wide range of pay because true. like i said That's we're not true. super concerned you know like mm-hmm. we do have jobs so it's like we're, we're all gonna pay our rent still and like i mean 
we all have we have pretty sweet gear, and I'm we're all happy with it. You know, yeah. like, I love. I've got, I'm a guitar hoarder. I love <laughs> everything that I have. Like I'm not. I don't need a new guitar. Really. Well, oh, don't get me wrong. I'll get one. I'll get one. It'll be old probably, but I don't know. But you know, so it's like. I don't know. Well, that's where things change, though. That's where you can take the next step is is like, yeah, I know maybe you don't need more money, well, but if you warrant it, yeah, like well, you deserve it. Yeah. You know? Well, like I was saying is that if we get such a weird pay rate sometimes uh, right. sprawled out, like one gig will be this, one gig will be that. So, but I just don't know if we would have the uh, – because we pay everybody out. I pay all the guys out and stuff, but it's like if we could just – Keep some of it off to the that, side that's to really pay somebody for these services. Like, do you have merch and stuff like that? We do. We, yeah. we do. We have shirts and stickers, and like, we're working on another round, and like, we're baseline. I mean, like, like I said, when we started, like I said, these guys didn't know what they were doing. We got knowing what we were doing. We just went on the road and did it. We never really like, you know, my, you didn't talk about it. You just did. Yeah, it. Yeah, we we we've got a lot to figure out. You know, it's like, and we have so much fun doing it. And I do believe that we're playing some fine music. Oh yeah, no, definitely. I just think that we could hunker down and like start, you know, giving more attention to that business side. Well, you you've, the first step is building a name mm-hmm. and a fan base, and I think you've already done. I that. know, and you know, I think we are in an advantage. You've already we've done been that. around. People do mm-hmm. know who we are. So Absolutely. if somebody wants to book you, yeah. Yeah. I mean, AJ will attest to this. If somebody wants to book you, you they will generally say like what do you need? Yeah. And you generally have the ability to go, this is what we play for. Yeah. yeah. And we, and like, honestly, I'm the guy that does that. And yeah. I don't, I don't, you don't like to do that. Do you? I do. I do like it, but I don't really, I don't really like, I don't drive our price up a ton. I mean, that's a weird t- topic to talk about, you know, but I'm I mean, all down to talk about that. I know. If this makes you uncomfortable, no, we should talk I, about I, this. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I mean, I, I know like, I feel like I can just get in this. So sometimes we're doing full production, you know, totally. So you're we bringing two, everything. You know, we freaking load the van to the ground, you oh, know, and God. do all that <laughs> stuff. Oh, it's crazy. But I mean, I don't know. It's just like, I almost just would rather, I don't know. I, I did a few times recently start driving up, but like I said, the pay range is crazy because like some bars will pay us X yeah, and right. some other ones will do like, we're like, of course, like, yeah, we'll pay for this. You yeah. Know? I mean, or we'll play for this. I mean, it, you know, sometimes it's just works out, but totally it's kind of tough to to get that figured out and like i'm when i'm the one doing all the booking we don't have anyone else that's like so like things kind of come to go come to us and like i reach out you know it's like a 50 50 like half of our shows i get reached out from and the other half is i'm going out and trying to fill dates saying well yeah we want to play your bar mm-hmm. what, what's an open date mm-hmm. that, that that's that's such a time we could talk we could talk for hours about yeah. like what you should be charging and and how you should do, be doing it, but I think it's like it's a matter of you being the owner of your content and yeah. your brand, and just going like, what a, a guy famously told me is like, what is it worth for me to get off my couch? Yeah. Like you know, like I, I enjoy playing music. I love playing music. Yeah. However, like I'd be cool staying home tonight, <laughs> or like going to see some other bands. So like, yeah. what is it worth it for me to yeah. go play that show? Now that's a very old and jaded way to look at it because this dude's been around he's the og godfather yeah uh, we've learned a million things from this guy mm-hmm. and he he when he's there playing he loves it but the before and the after he fucking hates it mm-hmm. he's done it forever so but it's true like that what's is, it worth to you yeah. man yeah it's interesting because like <laughs> i don't know man like i don't know what it's worth to me i i don't know what to say because it's like we drive there for nothing we right would. and that's like 
like I said, we're shooting ourselves in the foot, but but you are you are still in the original vein. We now, are now the original vein does not necessarily pay that. M- yeah, you're right because you're probably on another bill with I a mean, bunch it, of other bands. And stuff, like, and I yeah. mean, we definitely, I mean, we definitely make some money. Yeah, See, you that's know, the but thing. like, yeah, yeah, you, that's the thing. It's like like you, you're you're crossing this line because we we talked about yep. this and you're crossing this line of that you are doing covers, but you do a lot more original stuff mm-hmm. as you just said, mm-hmm. and so what's interesting is the fact that we've always said that like look if you want to play original music and but the people aren't showing up then so be it you know and just deal with it and love what you're doing because that's why you started doing it in the first Mm -hmm. place but you're still talking you're sitting here talking about how like you're still excited to go ahead and load up the van which i can tell you countless times i have not we love it you know what (laughs) i mean we're we're full of rituals that we just love like sure and and so but that but you're talking about a point and you guys have such a wonderful product of original content that like people would go to pay for, you know, they would pay to go see that and bar owners should, should be paying you to do that too. And you have a product that you can take. And I think that that's what original bands need to take away is like, but how long you guys been grinding it out for how long, long time, the same amount of time, you know, that a lot of like, Pork Tornadoes has been it's, doing it for it's how literally long? The same. I mean, I've been and in the band for seven years. That's about how long you guys have so, been You know, and so, but if you focus on your content and you say, you say you're, you're honest about the idea that you're not necessarily huge into the business side of things, yeah. but you let your passionate side, yeah. you know, drive what you guys have done so much yeah. of, yeah. you know? And so, and it's, it, you, I feel like having this conversation <laughs> as much as I haven't like kind of chimed in, but I was just like, I was just kind of realizing like you've set this bar for yourself and it sounds like you don't even realize it. Yeah, I think you're probably right. <laughs> and, and your original bands don't make money. They and don't usually make money. You can make are. great money. Like, that should tell you enough in itself. Yeah, that's true. Because you don't it, make money. And the, the the worst part about it, in my opinion, is that I I would I can do the business side. I like I could. I'm I'm like I'm a people person. I can yeah, talk to people. I can do that I'm all. It's person. it's just like damn it. I want to go fishing, but I shouldn't. <laughs> but I gotta do I this email. No, stay no, home. Yeah. <laughs> but like you know, it's like some a lot of the stuff. You know, I don't know. There's just a, like as you, you know, need there's a, a TC, lot that goes. Bro. Oh, you're telling you me. Need a TC. <laughs> and I talked. To, he knew. Like he used he to would help me. out. Oh, you I know, know he, he would. would. But he's busy too. You know, he's busy with those boys. But he Either. would. In fact, I mean, he had a he had like a like a talent website for a while where yeah. he kind of represented but a few I think, people. We I think were B Twins are going so crazy. Was he on he wasn't banned booking, was he? Where where our no, agents from? I don't, I don't think, think so. he was. It was like Elevate Artists. Okay. Elevate was it? Well I, I think in this I feel like this is like a Dr. Phil episode. Me and AJ are telling you like, okay, <laughs> we diagnosed do. you. I could use I think Dr. two Phil. things need to happen for you guys. <laughs> Either or sorry, three things. One, just stay put. You're fucking doing great. Yeah. Like you're doing awesome. Two would be to to delegate to to move all the responsibility of this band around like like if Drake is like dude I fucking love social media and I'm really good at it and I got these ideas <laughs> is he no maybe it's you we'll figure it out it's that's what I'm saying they're my buds they're my buds but like nobody else really nobody, has the time nobody has the time okay. or like really the drive I mean I mean it, but would you like I, Drake if if he if Evan came to you and was like dude I need some get the shit off my shoulders like I need somebody I have. 
I, I need somebody to take over this. Like, are you going to step up and do it? You're like, nah, man, I got, I got stuff help. going on. They'll <laughs> help. They'll, they'll definitely help. And we, we do it. When, when that usually happens, we get together. Yeah. Right, right. And right. we talk yeah. about you have a it, meeting. You know? You're like sons of anarchy at the, yeah. at the but table. You know, it's like Drake's got a phone that doesn't have a charge by fucking noon. <laughs> Steven doesn't have a computer. I think Al, the band's your problem. I mean, shit. <laughs> but you know what? I could never, I wouldn't change I a thing. It's funny, though, because it's like there is all these things. That's why it's like I need to find somebody. Who and that was number pay. three. Number three is, yeah. is you can find someone. We that, need that. You, we whether do. it's an agent like we have that just kind of handles things, or yeah. whether it's just a friend yeah. that legitimately cares about you guys, like no like doubt. TC. Totally. I feel like TC was just a friend that just just was helping out, and then it just it Dude, went yeah, on well, the whole they met in role. college, and then yeah. he he changed his major to become a yeah like that. a bus- business. Yeah. Or, he was just or like, whatever. okay, I found you guys. Now let's do this. Major start thinking about your friends, man. Like you imagine they come to your shows house. anyway, where you can start going, listen, I got, I got 75 bucks for you every show we play, but these are the jobs I need you to do. Yeah. See, that's, a, that's, like, a that's good, pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. I, I need to do some more poking around. And it's like another thing that we could probably do a little bit better is be a little bit more social. Yeah. Because like, how's your social I mean, media shit. presence? We harp on that a big time. Well, it's not the best. Uh, social media presence isn't the best, that's for sure. But like, even even on a more grassroots scale, is like when we like we play shows and we kind of get into it. Like we play loud shit and like heavy shit. We get, I mean, not heavy, 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 but yeah, it, it, rock, rock and roll. And we, You're by the time we're done with our set, we're like, and like we all run outside <laughs> to smoke a cigarette. Yeah, you know? yeah. And I feel like sometimes people are like a little bit afraid to like come out and like approach us and talk right. to us and get to know us because we're either smoking a cigarette or oh, a van. God. <laughs> I mean, we're, we have all sorts of things we get going on between sets or before and after. But I feel like we just need to you become be a little bit more talking to people, open and friendly and available and approachable to the general people, which a lot of people do. And we have a lot of fans who yeah, are you friends. They're with, good people. And we know yeah. them well. And yeah. like we see them all. The time. I mean, you know, there's a lot of, we've had a lot go down. I mean, we didn't even get to talk about some of the craziest stuff like the fire. Or like, <laughs> I mean, we've had a lot of things, crazy things happen. Speak we've had about, a bass player who's the not fire. with us anymore. I mean, we've had, we have all sorts of crazy <laughs> Things that have gone. We, I still have half a beer left. So speak, yeah, speak, yeah. speak of whatever you want to speak. We of. Talk, do you know about the fire? Have what fire? Think about that. We could talk like about the that. fire in your heart and your soul, uh, <laughs> or something more or less. <laughs> more or less. No, it's it. The fire that took out our last. Oh, it was crazy. I mean, we lost a lot of gear. Our van, oh, my no. car, roommate's car, garage. Um, in a, at a house fire. Well, it was a no. It was an arson. Oh fuck! What? <laughs> So we had a residency. This is, this is Thanksgiving morning. It was a Wednesday. Thanksgiving was Thursday. was Thursday. It was late Wednesday night morning, whatever. And we had like a residency at this uh, bar on the hill, the library. I don't know. If oh, you, yeah. I yeah. remember that. And like we Going would play the there every week for like the jam. Yeah. And I would bring yeah, yeah. all of our shit. I'd bring all my PA, all my gear, tons of gear, drums, yeah. everything to get paid jack. Nothing. Of course. But we just freaking loved it. Yeah. Oh, it was so fun. You and your buds Especially getting together. with all the college people around. Ooh. It was good. Anyway, we were out there, and I don't know. We were pretty toasty. We got home. Drake's with some people. I have the van full of gear, and it's got my custom shop, Les Paul. 1999 gets a uh, custom shop, Les Paul. It's got my first Strat I bought from Craig Erickson in it. It's got my DeVille in it, all my pedals, all our PA, all this stuff. And I pull into our alley, and there's some dude like scurrying out of our yard. Like he was like looking in our fucking windows and shit. And I had my car. I was broken into just not too long ago right there. Anyway, I fucking slammed the car into park or the van into park. And I go out there and confront this dude. Long story short, the dude limps away. I had some words with him. Yes. 
very physical words. Physical words. <laughs> oh. And I'm surprised that he could walk away at this point, but he walked away. I went inside to go to bed or whatever. Anyway, oh, shit. next thing you know, I look out the window and up in my bedroom and there's just like strobe lighty looking things like dancing off the side of the the house next to us. Yeah. And I go <laughs> and I go and I like poke my head out the back door. Fucking every, the van's just oh, golfing. You gotta be kidding. Just me. engulfed. So van, my car, roommate's car, garage, fucking biggest fire I'd ever oh seen in my God. entire life. We didn't unload the van. So yeah, why would you? Yeah. Yeah. So I run upstairs to Drake. Drake's in there naked on some chick. I'm like, Drake, get the (laughs) fuck out here right now. I don't even care. Get out here now. And we run out. I was wearing like just my underwear. And I ran up and I tried to reach into the van to grab my shit out of there. Fucking burn the fuck out of myself. Are you serious? Oh no. My whole like I like I ran through a toaster oven. Oh god. My whole side. I mean, we're talking biggest fire I'd ever seen in my life. That could have like exploded at any minute. Oh, it did. Right, did yeah. I, oh we ran God. away, called the police, and we're at a distance because this shit was huge. Yeah, gas tanks start exploding, my pool oh. table's on fire, everything else is fucked. Anyway, the cops come and this and that, and like it's pretty bleak, right? I call my dad; he was just walking into a, his deer stand to go hunting that morning, and he drives up from Cedar Rapids, and it's a wreckage. Everything's blown out, everything's destroyed, and the Jesus. cops are there. Everyone's like, "What's going on?" I was like, "It had to be this fucking dude." Yeah. And who next thing you know, don't I don't know who he is. Oh, and, no. Yeah. And next thing I know, I turn and I look, and the dude is walking up the sidewalk. It's daylight at this no. point. No. It's daylight at this point. And the dude's walking up. And I was like, that's the guy. Like, that's him. And when he saw me point at him, he kind of turns and started walking away. And I, there was cops everywhere. They were all knocking on the neighbor's doors and shit. They all ran over there and got him. And he confessed and all that shit. Wow. To arson. Holy yeah. and shit. And so it gets even better. So my dad and I are looking at the van, which is half of a van. It was an old G-body Chevy, which is <laughs> sick. They were such a cool van. Half of a van. And we're looking at cables, my pedal boards. Everything. My fucking no, amp you can't that I even calculate the value no, yeah. of this at this Everything. Point. And we're looking. We're looking. And my dad's just like... And my dad got me that custom shop Les Paul for high school graduation. Fuck. It's, it was like the, just the most beautiful thing. So we're looking in there. And my dad's sitting there looking. He's like, fuck. He's like, you know, I don't see, I don't see any pickup covers. I don't see any strings. I don't see a bridge. I don't see case locks. He's like, that shit's not burning. That shit's not melting. And I'm just like, shut up. Like, just it's, it's gone, it dude. Be. It's gone. He's like, I don't fucking see it. It's not. So there. they, they steal it. And we look, and they search his house, and he stole the guitars. No. Oh. So he actually got it back. Yeah, oh. dude. They had to sit in. They had to sit in arson jail for like going on a year. But then I, they got him released, and I went right up in there and pulled him out, and I've got him oh. to this day. Wow. I'll never let you go. Seriously. Oh, oh, seriously, that shit was crazy, and it's like. Fuck! God damn it! You uh, never know. Careful who dude. you fucking pick yeah, fights yeah. with. You never fucking know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't and don't let people know you're a musician with a bunch of gear. Oh, yeah. That's the easiest thing for people and to like, steal. I found out later that his dad was like uh, the guy who did it. His dad was like a big time player, so like, he must have known when he saw. He's like, oh, I better take these. But he grabbed a gas can out of our neighbor's shed and poured it all inside the van, over the van, over my car, over my roommate's car, all can in the garage. Can you imagine doing it. that? It's like a gigantic garage, all that shit. It melted the <laughs> siding off our house, blew the windows out of our house. We nearly had to start evacuating the house like of our gear because it was oh so gnarly. Oh, my gnarly. gosh. 
And that was pretty gnarly. And that's the last time I was ever in a band. <laughs> Dude, no. But we were on the news <laughs> for that. And I'm, I'm bummed now because the, we were on the news that morning. Like, I got interviewed and I was like, still in shock. But I was like, fuck, I should have been like, oh, that's fucking ever that stop, is man. fucking ah. content. <laughs> I know. Galore, but so everyone on Thanksgiving morning was watching the news and heard about this arson that happened to these okay. fucking rock and rollers. All right, so, <laughs> so here's what you need to do. As content master, you need to reach out to that uh, station yeah. and find that video. Like, yeah, they need to send you that idea. video and you post that to idea. your Facebook. That's a good idea. <laughs> that's fucking awesome. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the only other thing that contends with that is when we were loading up the truck and someone tried to break into Drake's van because we have two band vans. Yeah, My, yeah, I have yeah. a Yukon XL. He has a Chevy Express 1500, a big old passenger van. And someone, dude was trying to break into his van while we're loading our truck, my truck. Drake's in flip-flops, flip-flops, flip-flop, flip-flop, runs out to there, just starts fucking going at him. And the dude's got an umbrella, just starts clobbering Drake with an umbrella. I run out there, and I'm just like, let's get it, dude. So we go out there, and the dude goes, pulls out a fucking, what we think's a like knife, crocodile right? Dundee knife. Yeah, and he's yeah. just like, I'm going to kill you, I'm going to kill you. So running out of the street, we're like, okay, we're not going to get killed. And yeah. then it, we find it's a syringe. He had an Whoa. open syringe, and he's like, I have AIDS, I have AIDS, swinging around, running at us, like running at Drake, trying to stab him. Oh. Turns it on himself, starts stabbing himself in the neck. No. Where was no, this? Right in front of our house, State Street, Cedar Falls, right by the transfer station. Wait, why do I feel like I've heard this story before? I put it on Facebook. I, I had a pretty nice, <laughs> oh I had a pretty God. nice write up on Facebook. But shit, and like we were like, because we're all ready to just go in on this guy. But then when that happens, it's like, okay, you don't no, fuck no. with the crazy that one. That has to be where I heard that. Oh. I think I read it. it. Happened. Oh had it my been God, a knife, you might have been trying to like let's keep this fucking knife out of his hand. And like, nope, a, a syringe, well, and you're getting you're stabbing yourself with it. Dude, he yeah. was messed up. He's like, I have AIDS. I have AIDS. I'm gonna give you AIDS, oh. dude. This <laughs> so, so we call the police, and they're like, okay, we'll come over. Oh, that's just Steve. Like, we'll get, find oh, yeah. I'm like, get over here. This is like, because there were kids around. I was like, I was glad we were there bearing the brunt of this guy rather than some little kid or something. No, Jesus Christ, the cop, man. The guy, he threw the syringe down. The cops show up on scene. And he walks over to the syringe. He's like, oh, yeah. Just picks it up. No gloves. He's like, yeah, that's a syringe. That's the one. Like, Dude. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's so, funny. So what we're I trying to say is don't get in a band, kids. Yeah, is what no, we're trying yeah, to tell you. Yeah, yeah. You guys are the most rock and roll people we've had on this podcast. That's just the stuff that's <laughs> well, fun. And that's in the embraceable, like that's the social media side of you guys. Like is like you you embrace that a little bit and, and you should continue to embrace that. Like yeah. you got long hair, you're good looking dudes, you're fucking rock and rollers, man. You should do that. It is, it is a good time, and I do think you're right. We need to, and I, I used to say that to the guys when we talk about how we need to reapproach our presence. It's like, yeah. we need to, like, be a little crazier, yeah. you know, but sometimes Calculated. it's tough. Like, we did that once with this other band I was in. <laughs> so, like, one of my Dishwater Blonde was yeah. a project I was I in, that. and we did, like, videos. We yeah. made videos. I produced them all on my iPhone, edited them all on iMovie and everything, and one of them's got, like, 10,000 views. See? They're pretty cool. But, like, um, we got a little crazy, crazy. Like, I mean, you know, we would get a little too crazy, like, fucking just, like, dude. In fact, the fire Find was the, the fire was kind of the culmination of that whole era. And after the fire, we yeah, kind of yeah, had to chill out now. a little bit. Because I was like, fuck. fuck. <laughs> but then that all kind of disbanded, and now we're back to you. But I agree. I do think we need to kind of. Especially for social media. I don't know. It's, uh, dude, it is a tedious, shitty thing, but like you have to just commit to it. Yeah. You like, you'll hear our last episode that we recorded before this, but like we were harping on Facebook. Like you just got to do these things. Yeah. You just have to fucking do them, man. Yeah. I mean, and I could, I could learn so much from, 
you know, just I've heard a few of the episodes of your episodes and yeah. I learn a lot from them every time, yeah, every one, you know, and, and it's like good to hear from people like you guys who are talking about the scene, yeah. talking about like not just the scene, but the mechanics of it. You know, not just like, oh, who's doing what? But like, how are why you doing Why are they doing like, Yeah, that? why are you doing that? Like, look, yeah. you are this, and you're doing this, and why? How? And it's cool. It's well, cool. And, and the whole reason this whole thing started, dude, is that like, if if 15 years ago, 20 years ago, there was a band that was doing things that like I could look up to that said, I want to tell you how I'm doing what I'm doing, I would have just been like, oh my God, thank yeah. you. So, yeah. so like, I don't mean to say that I'm the guy that's doing things that you should look up to, well, but, but I also feel like I've, I've put in my time and I know what works and doesn't. And so if I can port, I, I had people say like, well, what's in this fucking music group for you? I'm like, well, nothing. Like, I mean, other than just conveying the knowledge, like mm-hmm. I want to see every fucking person in the scene, like experience their fucking dreams yeah. and like yeah. have their killer shows and know, well, it's so cool know what it feels it. like. It's so cool to see it now because like when we left uh, Cedar Rapids in, you know, what, 2012 or 2013, yeah. things were still kind of getting back together yeah. after the flood and stuff. Yep, exactly. And it's like interesting because over the last like two or three years, we've we've talked to we're just like, guys, like look at that shit. Like yeah. shit's really coming around. It is. And we still got it's, a long ways to go. We do, but, but it's a, you guys are like the perfect – you know, like it's the momentum. It's given us. It's given everybody momentum to keep yeah. keep that building happening. So what's uh, as we close? Like what's next for you, man? Like what's what's the goals? What do yeah. what do you? I mean, you got this album. You're ready to drop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got this album, and we worked pretty hard on down in Nashville. It's pretty cool. In fact, this is what I would say is our first like real deal album. Like I said, I did a lot of self producing. Yeah, but this when I was is young. this is it. Yeah, we yeah. paid money for it. We yeah. had it done. And Seth Lulov still slaving over our oh, stuff yeah. for us. He's such a good dude. Yes. And he knows it, it we're in good hands. Yeah. And um, so will you, will you hit, will you try to hit some tours? Like, will you try to take a week or so off? Yeah, we like, thought about it. See, I was just thinking about those the other day. It's like, I was thinking I might like to do something in the winter-ish time or late fall yeah. down south or something. But I mean, it's kind of tough, you know, like, like one of our guys has got a pretty strict job. Right. You know, he makes right. good money and it's, but it's strict. Yeah. You know, he can only get so many days off a year. So it's kind of tough. In fact, I was thinking about it the other day and it's like, I don't know. I don't you know. don't necessarily have to do it yeah, in today's day and age. But eventually we will. It just might not be, you know, in the next few months. I don't know. We're going to keep on just trying to kick around. We've been going out to Chicago a lot. Yeah, the Chicago, Chicago area. Yeah. Madison. Because yeah. I actually play bass. We didn't talk about this, but I play bass for a band out in Chicago, Rebel Soul Revival. Like, I yeah. drive out there, and we share gigs and stuff, nice. which is really cool. Nice. So we've met and learned a lot from, like, the... Chicago scene, like Chicago downtown, yeah. Chicago, and then like the Burbs and all the other stuff, doing stuff like that. But it's great to incorporate all these other yeah. scenes and how they do stuff. So I think we're just gonna keep on rolling along, you know. I think well, think, just think keep of an the five hour radius, and, man. You can hit. Yeah. You've got Omaha, Kansas yeah. City, Twin Cities, Madison, Milwaukee, yeah. Chicago, St. Louis. Mm-hmm. You've got yeah. all these places in a five the hour good radius. Spots, yeah, we're yeah. in a good spot for people that want to hit that Friday, Saturday, come home. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, come home. Like, yeah. I mean, it's not that bad. Yeah. Back in the day, I would just make Google map maps yep. and I would save them and I would just say, and I would, I would take like our whole like venue list of everything that we knew from those areas that we had played maybe before or done those things and just made those weekend tours, yeah. those weekend warrior yeah. tours. Yep. And you have the best time at those, you know, even a week can feel long sometimes, oh, yeah. you know what I mean? But like I would, I would make these out 
and then like it looked like a big four leaf clover when yep. I put them all on the map. Hell yeah. And it was just like you do that every other month though, yeah. and like that you just continue on with I that. Think that's and just keep key. making that, man. So yeah, that album online, let people buy it. Yeah. Like, are you gonna press CDs? Are you gonna press vinyl? Yeah, like, we're gonna we're hopefully all of it, but we're yeah. gonna start off with uh, you know a big batch of CDs, and then you know distribute it onto the streaming platforms. Yeah, yeah. And then I would like to do vinyls because where we recorded oh, it, so their their big thing there is it's welcome to nineteen seventy nine. They press vinyls. They make. I vinyls. think. Oh, wow. I, I, I'll be interested to see how this goes for you, and I'd love to keep in touch. Is like, do those CDs actually sell? Because mm-hmm. like I've I've heard from a lot of That's people that too. like vinyl actually sells better than yeah, CDs do. Because yeah, CDs are sort of like, eh. Like, yeah. I wouldn't buy a CD from you. I would either buy a vinyl or just a straight-up digital download. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't buy a CD from you. Yeah. Not because of who you are. Just like, I, agree. Ah, I just I'm in don't the same like boat. having CDs. I'm in the same boat because, like, how often do you even get the chance to listen to it? It's like, if, if you have that car that's still kind of old. Yeah. You know, it's funny. The guys in Nashville that work at the studio told yeah. us that cassettes are coming back. Isn't that weird? And that's AJ's awesome. AJ's been talking about that this forever. That is so awesome. I am, thank, you for, oh. thank you for that right oh, there, man. Oh, they're coming back. I am telling you, AJ... <laughs> you did it, AJ. You did. AJ, you fucking and did. And how awesome is that? Because really, yeah. anything from tape is unique. I mean, it yeah. is. You, you can put anything on a cassette and listen Especially to it, and it's going to Especially because you recorded it that way. Yeah. True. It was almost intended for True. that. Yeah. My whole promotional tool idea is... <laughs> so, sorry, i got to say it again, Mike. Uh, no, I, I like. Hey, is, thanks for coming out, episode <laughs> thirty. <laughs> Damn it! Uh, no, is is the idea like you you press it and you make a cassette, but you also do the dis- digital download with it. Totally. So it's just a vessel for your digital download. Oh, but the yeah. fact the fact of the matter is that you have uh, something physical that you're yeah. giving them, and it's cool, it's unique, it's yeah. old school, it's, it's throwback, true. Yeah. it's nostalgic. But you're giving them a digital download as well. Yep. It know? always it's has really to come cool. with a digital exactly, download. Yeah, absolutely. Even do the, do CDs come with digital? downloads now too they should because like, you could maybe like embed my computer doesn't metadata. even have a cd drive anymore, i know right like, me neither yeah. mine doesn't even have mine my has computer nothing. my car i don't have a cd drive a anymore lightning guys port. i don't need any lightning <laughs> how does the cd go in this lightning <laughs> really right, right. i had to buy a whole different dock just to do anything with my laptop <laughs> yeah, exactly like, God yeah it. i was talking to somebody i can't remember who it was but in regards to the vinyl they oh it was uh, it was dicky dick prawl yeah yeah um so his album just came out um and he's like yeah we really want to do vinyl but it's so proud pricey mm-hmm. and it is it's a, it's a big investment to make you, you know it'll sell but you're like ah but we gotta pull this capital in it um, like GoFundMes and stuff like that yeah, for yeah. just the vibe like pre-orders if you put out a pre-order right now for your album I'd be like Yep, I want it for vinyl you yeah. know like yeah like so if you guys do go down that road I'm sure you even if 40 people pre-order a vinyl yeah. at yep. what 30 bucks or whatever yeah, like 30 bucks is a good point that, that will probably pay for all of them you kind of I think what I was kind of gathering is you got to do like a pretty big batch. It's yeah, what I mean, it's kind of like 200, like, 300 we used, we used to pour concrete. When you pour concrete, you can't order a little <laughs> right. bit of concrete. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You get a short load charge. Yeah. You know, it's like if you, if you order just this much Can concrete, we get 10 vinyls. Yeah, it, no, <laughs> yeah. it won't do it. And I'm pretty sure it's a pretty high. It'd be number. like a thousand dollars of vinyl. Yeah. Or yeah. Like easily, that. yeah. Easily. yeah. <laughs> but how cool is that? You know, it's yeah. like you said, and with the, with the price point of 30 bucks and when you know, people probably will buy it. Yeah, They will. That'll pay for itself. I had a goal. I had a goal. I, I have a I have a list of about a hundred things I'm trying to do before I die, you know. And one of them was to be on an album 
that is on fucking vinyl. Yeah. And back when back when I was in the original band, like we never we never pressed. You guys it. don't have vinyls. But Brian keys? Jones never pressed it. Never pressed a vinyl. That was the original hardcore band I was in back in the day. And Pork Tees, we've never done. I mean, maybe we will. Yeah. With some studio stuff, but um, I played on uh, three or four years ago. I played on an album, uh, Will Whitmore's album, what? Field Songs. Really? I played I played on Will Whitmore's last uh, three albums. Jesus. That's and so I got a. Cool. I forgot to tell you, I, I actually uh, spent last Thursday and Friday uh, writing songs with an original project. Ooh, oh, I'll tell you about that later. Oh, no. Uh, but getting that vinyl and like being like, cool, I was on this fucking vinyl. Check that off the that, list. That was, that was on my list, man. And like having a product you do and like actually, that was the appeal of vinyls back in the days. Like, yeah. ah, it's this big old thing. Yeah. You pull it out. And it's, it's all so this artwork. And it's funny. It's beautiful. Octopus is doing a thing right now where they're doing a vinyl compilation where they're taking. So they record all of their live shows off really? the board. Well, Ralph Isn't Bryant that does. House, house of Large Sarges. House of Large Sarges. Dave yeah. Diggler owns yeah. that place. But um, they're doing a vinyl compilation where they're taking a lot of their favorite um, live performances no and putting them onto a vinyl. And we were to be included on that. Hell. But we were kind of like on the back end of getting added on and they weren't really sure how much time they were going to have. This uh, and that. Right with the format of the album and stuff. So basically what actually ended up happening was is they came to us and asked us if we'd be willing to still be a part of the compilation, but if we would be a digital release. Right, but not on the, yeah. the vinyl. So we were, I mean, we were like, first we're kind of like, ah, oh, well, You probably had like an eight-minute jam or something like that that's taking <laughs> yeah, up two well. songs on there. <laughs> well, we started to think about it after a while and then we're like, you know, it's like, well, you know, maybe this is all right. You know, this, Let's it, do it ourselves. We're going to still, we're still going to be a part of it. We're still going to let them use our stuff for their digital release, even though we're not on the vinyl, but it's at the same time, it's like, you know, people are still going to listen to it. In fact, more people will have the ability to listen to it than... A vinyl, if you think about it. I mean, not that's everybody has a vinyl system set up. Well, yeah. And recording on four-inch tape, like, that needs to be on vinyl. Yeah, yeah you guys, no, that's going to sound agree. so good. I'm so when do that. you think that's going to come out? Well, you know, we're, we're just finishing up. We're probably on the last 7% of doing it. I mean, I've got half the songs to do vocals. we got some percussion to add cool. on. I, it's, it's getting there. Like you, yeah, you see an end inside at this we're point. We're seeing it, but you know, it's kind of another thing about when a band like us is we're going to have to raise the money to get through it again. We True. paid for the tracking already. Um, we have a little more tracking to pay for, but then we have to pay for distribution. We have to pay to get yeah. the stuff made. That's so we're true. looking at it some more money. So um, I was kind of thinking around Halloween, but I'm thinking it might be a little bit later. I know, I know it sucks, but like, look, just just at least look into like the GoFundMe or the like, yeah, just just look idea. into it, that's man. Because people people are just prepaying you for what they're already going to buy from from you. That's a good point. I really yeah. really considered it. It, it's, it will take a lot of work. Like you've got to do the the video updates and you got to put together yeah. that this is what this gets you. But man. Yeah. Look into it, because yeah. think about if you go, this is how much money we need, and it's fundable, it's raisable, go ahead and get it ahead of time, yeah, and I then fund everything. Oh, worth it. Yeah, for sure. What's the what's the next shows you got that people can check you out at? We're going to be at Parlor City on Saturday. No shit? Yeah. Ooh. Parlor City on Saturday? We're probably, we're the reason they have a decibel meter on the <laughs> ceiling now. <laughs> but they're, they're, oh, the owner leave. loves us, and he's, yeah. he's known us for years and years, and he just likes to come out. He gets all drunk and listens, hangs and Grrr. listens to us. He loves it. So, but it's funny. Halfway through the night, we can kind of let that decibel Yeah, meter, as, you know? as people get out, <laughs> as the dinner crowd leaves a little bit. Yeah. It's hard to keep but, drums down, right? Yeah. And then, you know, it's another interesting 
uh, we're going to be playing on October 6th, the Rocktoberfest at the oh, yeah. Colonel Stadium. Okay, so do you know do you know details on that? I just heard about that. It's, about, I know it's, there's a, it's a benefit. It's going to be on the field, I think, right? I think so. That's I'm what I heard. pretty sure they're putting it on the field. It's and a benefit. And we're opening for two cover bands. Strays and uh, Electric Shock and yeah. ACDC. Oh, really? Strays, is Strays a cover band or no? Strays is a cover band. Okay, yeah, it's Josh Meisner. Yeah. He's an original guy, but yeah. he, this is kind of his, his cover band project. Yeah, okay. Uh, really, really fucking good. Is that Heck the, yeah. is that the, is that a Sunday? I think it's a Saturday. So the yes. fifth is Saturday. Um, I thought, I thought you it said was the on... sixth. I think the fifth, I know this oh, because maybe you're, maybe you're right. Yeah. That's October fest at Adventureland. That's right. Yeah. You were right. Yeah. It's the fifth, the fifth. Well, that will be also killing Cedar it. Rapids. Killing it. Parlor City. It. Well said. No, Parlor City, you won't be able to go to cause this won't come out by then, but October 5th. Go raise some. Go help raise some money for charity. Yeah, absolutely. Go check these guys out. Anything after that in Cedar Rapids that you can think of? Oh, it'll be coming up. We got. We're gonna be in Czech Village. We're gonna be. We're around. Cool. Check out our Facebook page. We've got a nice, uh, like a you know poster on there with all of our yep. shows Hell coming yeah. up, and then we'll be posting some more on there too. Fuck yeah, mm-hmm. dudes! Awesome. Thanks for coming. We appreciate. Thanks for having it. us. This, I think Dude, this is the longest time. episode. Yeah. I feel like we. What do we hit about an hour and a half there? Yeah. Woo-hoo! Yeah. Getting in there, so we're Joe Rogan style, right? Yeah. Now. <laughs> Going real hard. <laughs> well, you guys, uh, really it. appreciate you coming, man. Everybody, look up Evan Stock Band. Um, AJ Vens, what do you got going out, man? <laughs> nothing, dude. I ain't got nothing going out. Uh, all I got is, hey, dude. Th- guys, thank you so much hey, for being you. here. This is such Seriously, a great time and you. a great conversation. Seriously, yeah. this is a really right. wonderful time. You should feel proud so. that whether you've tried or not, you've built yourself a name. I so think now, you're right. it's, now it's how you go from here. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, you've built the name. The yeah. name's there. Everybody yeah. knows you. You're right. Everybody really knows is. your band. Everybody knows what they expect. The ball just, could be in our court. The, some would say, sports analogy, the ball's in my court. There you go. I don't know what sports. Sport ball. Sports, sports ball, ball, man. Sportsing. <laughs> man, I love sports ball. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, as always, we're playing uh, Gloria by Laura Brannigan. Cue the music. Let's get the fuck out of here. Do it. Cheers. Cheers.